Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Do you walk outside early in the morning or late at night when you're going to work or coming home from a fun night out and you see a little bit of fog? It can be eerie or refreshing, sometimes calming even. But that didn't coat Chicago last week, and it definitely didn't make folks feel at ease. Instead, it caused increased concern about the air we breathe. This week, we can see Lake Michigan from a distance, see down the street from our house, and take a deeper inhale <sighs> without worrying about the smoke from the Canadian wildfires filling up our lungs. But are we out of the woods when it comes to this level of air pollution? I'm managing editor of podcast Lizzie Baumgartner in for host Jim Henke this week. And on this episode, we'll talk with one WBBM reporter who's been covering the story, plus a local TikToker who gives medical insight on how this can affect us health-wise. Let's get looped in, Chicago. Our neighbors up north in Canada are battling fires that are spreading smoke across the United States. The Canadian government website reports that as of June 28th, that 85 are uncontrolled fires, with 144 being controlled and 80 being held. Due to the fires and wind currents, the U.S. has gone smoke coating a variety of states. More than 100 million people were under air quality alerts last week and into this past weekend. On June 27th, Chicago was recorded to have the worst air quality in the world. We saw some people donning their very best masks to combat inhalation. I even have some friends who mentioned that I should stock up on them because it might happen again. But could this cloud of smoke cast a spell over Chicago once more? It's been a little over a week since our streets were grayed out and we wanted to talk with WBBM reporter Bernie Tafoya about what he discovered while reporting about the change in the environment. From the experts I've read and seen, um, I think we can expect it to come back because I was checking one of the Canadian websites and they have about 500 forest fires still going on right now and about half of them are out of control. That means they don't have them under control yet, and they're still burning. Well, and that's the the length and breadth of Canada. It's not even in one certain area of Canada. It's across the whole country. It's been very dry there, and and so these forest fires, which normally happen between you know May and October or November are really going strong now. But I think that's all dependent on the weather, what kinds of winds shift. If you remember when all this began, we were thinking, wow, we got spared because you, you, we were seeing New York and the East Coast really getting socked with this, this smoke. And we thought, I, I, for one, thought, okay, well, maybe it's concentrated on that portion of the world. Uh, then it turns out, no, it's spread throughout Canada. And, and that airflow is making its way down here. 
okay, so we're not out of the woods yet. And do you think we ever would be potentially out of the woods? Or is it always going to be dependent on if there is another like natural disaster like this that's happening, especially in Canada, when we haven't heard also too much about like what has been going on and how it's been affecting them directly too? We're getting socked with it. And I've seen a lot of people uh, wearing masks, although most people I don't think have been wearing masks. I haven't really been wearing masks. I've been uh, carrying my masks with me just in case I felt like I needed to. And for the most part, I've tried to stay in on days where it's been really bad or, you know, maybe not go out to work out, maybe go inside and work out, those kind of things. Um, I went to a, a swallow um, cliff a woods the other day to check with people who do the stairs there. Now, keep in mind, these stairs are pretty steep. I've done it before and your legs feel it for days afterwards, but um, it's about, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty, pretty nasty. It's like you're, if you're into torture, torturing your legs, do swallow cliff woods. <laughs> They'll do it. It's, it's a about, good way to do a leg day and not. Oh, you know, it is. To be honest with you, I was surprised not only at the number of people who were doing it, but the number of middle aged and even older people who were doing it. There was there was a woman who was 71 years old who had just gotten through doing her sixth, oh, wow. sixth loop around. Now, keep in mind, that's 293 steps up and down. She did it six times already by the time I talked to her, and she had planned to do it another 12 times that day alone. She said maybe she's just not susceptible to it or she's just healthy enough where it wasn't going to bother her. What I'm hearing is that all these people are saying I'm built different <laughs> and then going out and doing it anyway. While hikers are scaling to new heights, other people in Chicago, though, like Ellie Colano of the New York band Stop the Presses, went another direction. Our show has like a really um, big dancing element to it, our background dancers. And I think it would be really difficult for any of us uh, to be so active dancing, performing. For sports, though, the Cubs still played ball, to much surprise from fans online. But for Bernie, he says that exposure for smoke reminds him of something he grew up with. To be honest with you, I grew up in an area where uh, the steel mills used to be in the city of Chicago, on the southeast side of the city. And be believe it or not, um, we'd wash the windows and the very next day or even within hours, there was more soot back on the windows. And so if that was going on the windows, imagine what we were breathing in. You know, when I heard about the smoke particles and all that, I was taking it pretty seriously since since I lived through the others on, on the uh, in the uh, steel mill area. And so, you know, I just have been avoiding going out or I did avoid going out those last couple of days too much. I mean, obviously I went out, but I didn't exert myself, didn't work out, didn't play golf, didn't run or bike or whatever, as I might normally do. The fires in Canada I was reading uh, have impacted more than a third of Americans already. That's 110 million people. That's quite a lot. So there, it's not like okay, the smoke stops at the border and knows, ah, I can't go in there. That's the United States. No, it, it's going all around the world. To get more information about how this started, afternoon editor for WBBM Jeff Dankert talked with spokesperson Nicholas Vigneault from the Forest Fire Protection Agency in Quebec about how it's impacting everyone. It was uh, severe thunderstorms all across the province and the lightnings actually just alight in a single day 123 fires within 12 to 18 hours. 
And at that time, we knew that we, we would get in, in big trouble because usually with our planes, uh, our firefighters, we can fight 30 fires at the same time. It's not a problem for us. We're used to, uh, to that. That's like our, uh, our business, you know. But when you've got, you go from like 30 fires that are uh, alive, that are active, to 150, uh, you get in trouble. And that's what happened actually in June 1st. And 90% uh, of these fires were, were light by lightnings because there were severe, severe thunderstorms uh, from the east part of the province to the west part. With continuing support from other nations like us in the U.S., Mexico, New Zealand, and others that have assisted the North with the fires, people are asking when will it be put out? While we don't know that answer, unfortunately, we do need to ask if this will be something that will occur regularly. And it doesn't take much to start a fire. I mean, um, that's why you've heard for years, Smokey Bear, you know, telling people only you can prevent forest fires because, you know, when you when you start a fire, unless you make sure it is really out, I mean, you got to do the proper things, even take the ash, put it in, you know, metal containers or make sure you're dousing it with water and it, that it's completely out, those kind of things. Um, any little thing can really touch something off somebody flicking a a match that they that they think is you know they've blown out or whatever maybe it's not totally out and they you put it on the ground and throw it on the ground maybe there's some leaves on the ground and pretty soon you know you can't stop that there's no harm in taking a day off like when i see some some of these people working out yeah, they, they might be able to physically do it, but while they're doing it, you are breathing heavier when you're running upstairs. There's no doubt about that, whether or not you're in shape or not, but you are breathing in those, those particles. I'll take it easy for a day. Sit back and read a book. <laughs> Bernie's insight into what local citizens are doing and how Canada is working on maintaining the burn gives us a better lens to see through the smoke. Coming up next, we talk with a TikToker who's an allergist in Chicagoland to expand upon how those small particles build up to a larger health impact. Stay tuned. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. In a new age of media, one of the ways some people get information is from the Clock app, or better known as TikTok. So I reached out to one who practices medicine in the Chicagoland area and has over 86,000 followers. Here's an update on the poor air quality that has been affecting up to 100 million people in the United States, mainly in the Midwest and East Coast. I'm Dr. Zachary Rubin, uh, MD. I am double board certified in general pediatrics and allergy immunology. Zachary started posting on the popular social media platform in 2021. He says that he did so in an effort to combat misinformation about allergies and help people who may not have access to an allergist. 
So let's get to the nitty gritty of it. You've done actually a really good playlist series on TikTok about all of the smoke that's been in the area, how it's been affecting people. Have you started to see any type of effects coming in from patients you have seen or have gotten any type of comments from people who follow you on TikTok expressing their concerns or any type of allergies or ailments that have come out from this smoke that has been coating the Midwest and Chicagoland area? Yeah, so this is an issue that we have seen uh, actually for the last few weeks because the wildfires from Canada were affecting a lot of the East Coast, but even the Midwest, not as badly as this past week. And so throughout the month, I've had patients coming in with increased allergy and asthma symptoms, whether it's affecting their eyes, they feel like they're, they're red, burning, watering, or they're having increased cough, shortness of breath, fatigue, headaches. These are things that, that we see when there's an uptick in air pollution. This is an unprecedented summer, though. So the wildfires that we're seeing, we've never had this early on in the season, something that's been this bad, uh, which is rather concerning. So I look at the air quality index. Um, I've been doing that for a long time because it's a yardstick for air pollution, which affects some of the most sensitive individuals. And so when this happened in the East Coast a couple of weeks ago, there was an uptick in emergency room visits across the East Coast because people, when they're outside and they're, they're inhaling this for a prolonged period of time, it can cause inflammation throughout the body that can cause an exacerbation of their underlying diseases, but also people who are healthy were affected by this as well, which is which is rather concerning because we're just getting into July now and we've already had two significant episodes in this that have affected the Midwest and East Coast. We're going to be breathing this in for prolonged periods of time and that that's going to have detrimental health effects, not just for vulnerable people, but for healthy people as well. Now, what does that mean for us long term? Remember when Bernie mentioned where he grew up? I asked Zachary what the health implications are when it comes to breathing in things that aren't all too great for your lungs. There was actually a, a really good study done in the early 2000s that was published in the New England Journal of Medicine where they compared children who lived in areas of higher pollution compared to those with lower pollution for eight years. They tracked them and looked at their lung function. And the kids who lived in areas with higher amounts of pollution they had significantly lower lung function and growth of lung function. So it was almost as if their, their total uh, lung capacity was decreased over that time. So children are at risk if they're constantly exposed to this over time. That can have long-term consequences for the rest of their life because 80% of lung growth happens after birth. And so during, during the time that you're growing and your lung volume is growing as well, if you've got pollution going on, that inflammation is constantly happening because these tiny particulates are, are going on, that's going to have long-term consequences uh, for kids. But now this is going to be affecting larger areas and potentially worse when we have these summers like this. And so we have to do a concerted effort to try to address some of the short-term issues, which is getting these fires under control, but also the longer-term issue, which is how do we prevent these things from happening? And that's going to take a lot of systemic changes and a lot of work, time and effort and resources to get that done. So when it does come to it, what are we looking to have with our air quality? People should really, especially this summer, look at the AQI to see how safe is it to go outside? And so um, the scale is basically zero to 500 and they look at different types of pollutants. So the ones that you normally see in, in the reports are either ozone, 
or PM 2.5. So PM 2.5 stands for particulate matter that's smaller than 2.5 micrometers in diameter. We want the, the, the numbers in the AQI to be somewhere between zero to 50. That's our green zone. And I, I like for people to think about it as a color-coded system. The, the numbers aren't as important. I think it's easy to remember colors. So green, that means it's satisfactory. The, the air is not going to really pose any kind of risk for people. Uh, oftentimes in the summer, that starts to go up anyways, just because of how our climate changes. This happens every summer. A lot of the summer is spent actually in yellow and moderate, which is the 51 to 100. And that's where the air is, is acceptable, but there are some people who might be at risk of having worsening of their symptoms. Then we go up to orange, which that's what we're experiencing right now in, in Illinois and parts of the Midwest as this current episode is starting to get better. Um, this is the unhealthy for sensitive groups. And so people who are less than five years of age, over 65, people who are pregnant, uh, those with cardiovascular respiratory diseases, they might start to experience some type of health effect. Once we get to red, that's where the general public may start to experience symptoms. And then those in those sensitive groups are really should consider strongly to limit their activities outside. Purple, which is what we are seeing in Illinois, in Indiana, in Wisconsin over this past week, this is where you often get these health alerts that, that get pushed to phones. And that's where everybody really should be taking precautions at this point, because even the general public is going to likely experience symptoms. And then we saw this mostly with the last episode on the East Coast, but maroon is hazardous. This is where everybody is going to be most likely affected and everybody should be taking precautions uh, in order to help protect their health. So what can we do to combat the air when it isn't up to par? One way is to turn up your AC to help filter air out. When outside, wear a KN9 or N95 mask. Or just revert to the COVID ways if you can and stay inside. But for those who don't have AC or have an in-unit air conditioner and are looking for cost-effective ways to stay smoke-free, Zachary has some DIY suggestions. You can go to airnow.gov, which is uh, part of the Environmental Protection Agency, and they've got monitors all over the country looking at the, the air quality. And you can check every morning when you wake up and see, okay, what's the air quality going to be today? You can also spend most of your time in one area of the house and make that kind of your clean room. And people who can't afford necessarily a HEPA air cleaner because they can be hundreds of dollars, you can make something called a Corsi Rosenthal box by connecting box fans together with basic HVAC HEPA air filters to make your own DIY uh, air cleaner. If you have an HVAC system, you should definitely change your air filter, uh, especially if it's been three months or longer so that it works more efficiently. And, and, and reducing the amount of exposure from the outside, uh, outside air coming in. So a lot of people have window AC units. You wanna turn them off from the mode where the air is pushing from the outside in and do a recirculation mode, or maybe you, you can't do that, just stop using it altogether. And if you have to drive too, you gotta to think about what are ways to help when you're driving because you're getting the outside air coming into your car. Hit that recirculation button on your car so that you're just blowing the air that's inside your car. Uh, if you've got, if you haven't changed your cabin air filter, you can actually look it up online and see what's the cheapest way to do that and change that. Um, minimize the amount of time that you open your doors. Uh, don't ever open up your windows. Um, try to reduce the amount of time you have to go outside if possible. 
I, I was thinking about the recirculation thing solely because I saw a TikTok of somebody being like, I have no idea what this is. And then someone stitching it being like, you need to use that right now if you have smoke. And I'm like, oh, we're all learning something all at once. Love it. Exactly. This episode of Looped in Chicago was hosted by me, Lizzie Baumgartner, and produced and edited by Jim Hankey and Lizzie Baumgartner, with additional interviews conducted by Bernie Tafoya and Jeff Dankert. Thanks for tuning in this week. And you can stay subscribed to the program on the Odyssey app or wherever you listen. And be sure to follow us on social media at WBBM Podcasts. We'll keep you looped in again right here later this week. See you then. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.